This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 257, Super Yin Brotherhood Strategy Guide. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. This is a weird episode to have just, like, right before the finals. This month got kind of weird, didn't it? Just the order, the sequence of events almost is is strange, uh, considering the finals. The finals of the tournament are this yep. weekend, yep. July 30th at 1300 UTC. July 30th, 1300 UTC. Here's a yin guide. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. So what? So you got, what? You got what? your road to the finals early. You got extra hype. You got to feel yeah. that for longer. We still got a show here to do, Matt. And also, <laughs> we're about to be... So I'm about to leave. I'm going to be flying out of New York, yep. okay? Yep. Be flying to Arkansas, my yep. favorite place in the world. Just kidding. Um, and then I'm going to be there for the finals. We'll be working together with Matt. We'll be in the same spot Woo-hoo. for the finals. And then we're immediately yep. going to start focusing on Gen Con. Um, our live show is sold the heck out. It's yeah, very sold heck? out. Yeah. Super sold out. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Um, Thanks, they can't everybody. get tickets. I'm sorry. I guess we we should have got a bigger venue. Um there was I, no way I would have ever guessed. That. I yeah, sorry, y'all. <laughs> we didn't really have that kind of confidence to just be like, uh yeah, I guess we need like two hundred seats. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't no have thought way. that. No way. Um thank you, by the way, if you bought a ticket to that. Uh kind of blew my mind that you did that. Um so yeah, we've got Gen Con next week. We've got the finals this week. It is a, it, it's going to be a packed, yep. uh, just time. Yep. And so we thought maybe right before we would give you a meat and potatoes yeah. Space Cats Peace Turtles episode because, you know, we got a lot of special weird stuff happening. It might be a minute. Yeah, it might be a minute before you get another meat and potatoes one. And you might be hungry for meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. We wanted to sustain you yeah. with yeah. a giant a uh, potato this yeah. is mostly potato one this big, one i think one big potato it's one big, a big yin potato guide uh the reason we're doing this episode if you uh don't know is because a codex was released on the fantasy flight website codex Trilogy. three codex three uh and it included a new leader suite for yin the yin brotherhood and so with a f- kind of a full new leader suite yin is kind of a different faction so they are deserving of being talked about again but i will say we are doing them almost last. There's also a new extra hero we have not properly talked about yet. But Yin's new stuff does not feel nearly as bold and new as like Nalu's stuff, right? right. Like Yin is not yeah. that reinvented of a faction. So some of this stuff might sound familiar to our POK Yin kind of update. But there are definitely new contexts, and there's some pretty big new points because there's enough there's enough new stuff in here that uh, we have changed the primary goals of the faction. I would say. Yeah. Also, the goal of this uh, guide is to be holistic. We're yeah. folding in Codex Three, and we're going to be talking about every uh, component. That's why this is a super guide. Yep. You c- you should consider this episode one of a new series of the super guides, uh-huh, which are. Uh-huh. All the guides before, not very good. Um, <laughs> had a lot of 
just kind of buffing in there, not real stuff. Yeah. Uh, the super guides are all going to be very legit. Yeah. Um, and this if is you've, the first If you've learned anything guide. about this show, it's that about every two years, we get to just sort of reset everything because we were wrong two years ago. And we get to just try again. Oh, well, we were right then, but we're wrong now. Let's do, let's, let's do a do-over. Here's a mulligan. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really just that the context of the game yeah. changes. I knew when POK came out that the oh, game yeah. wasn't going to get really good for about two years. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And what, how long has it been now? We're almost there. We're almost to the two-year mark since right. POK's released. It's true. Um, it's true. We're, we're coming up on it. And so, uh, and, and with other things, be like with things like Codices being released too, like the game just keeps kind of evolving around us. So Keep shifting. Yeah. Um, hopefully those cod Codices will keep coming. And then that'll just kind of guide our our super yeah. uh, guide season as we kind of do these like smaller updates and then folding them into yep. the bigger episodes. Right. So let's take a step back then and let's sort of look at all of Yin's kit. We'll try to go through this relatively fast, I would say, that we're going to overview their stuff and then we'll get into like the actual meat of everything, right? Yeah. I want to real quick before we get into the, mm -hmm. the meat of the episode, though, I want to talk a little bit about um what what the experience was uh sure. of getting this guide together um so i played three games as yin um all on sundays it was my yin sunday uh deal basically did that all this month so i've been thinking about yin for about three weeks now yeah um the games i'll say this we're gonna say a lot of bad stuff about yin we're about to say that that yin is still not a very great faction yeah in all three games i almost uh one was able to almost pull it together at the end there right um it always felt like a bit of a stretch but it was within a a, a grasping distance yeah the, the finish line um and then on the third game i was able to finally pull it together um and that game will be going on the youtube in probably about two weeks yep. um, i think you can see it on twitch right now if you're just impatient and you just want to watch it right now but um it will probably be going up on the YouTube in a bit. Um, it's already edited and ready to go. So um, if you're listening to this in the future and you're like, I want to listen to this episode, but I also want to like see what Yin gameplay can look like. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to toot my own horn and say that I played it masterfully, but of the three games that I had, the one that is going on the YouTube is the one where I feel like I made the fewest mistakes. Yeah. If not really any major ones, Mm -hmm. um and then the game sort of shifted in a way where i ended up winning um which is kind of uh it, it i will not say that i walked away from the game being like i ultimately completely deserve this yeah but whoever feels that way and if they do right. i question them right a exactly bit. You, what you just described hunter is how every single win i've ever gotten felt right <laughs> like right. well I, you're well oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa man your no, 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 thing's no. a little I, different your thing's a little different your thing goes way deeper <laughs> than just being like oh that was a little weird your thing is like i've never even played the game before you know what i mean and you know what frankly i would say that you haven't and i'm so glad we are in the retirement arc or Matt, I saw people on Discord being like, what does Matt, or what does Hunter mean? See, I just did it. I yeah. just mixed this around. Sure. Um, what does Hunter mean by saying that Matt is retired? Mm -hmm. I just mean that you're retired. Like, sure. and this is, this is finally, every episode's a beach episode for Matt. He's <laughs> literally wearing trunks. Okay, y'all? <laughs> and it's, and the goal here is relaxation. This is uh -huh. just a game 
we play yeah. for fun. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's let's overview the stuff then. What say yeah. ye? Uh, all right. Sure. So for starters, we have the starters, which is your starting units and your starting tech. You start with Sarween Tools, which is the uh, stage zero yellow tech that lets you, when you use the production ability, not produce when you use the production ability, you can do uh, you can build for one cheaper. And you also start with two carriers, four infantry, four fighters, and one destroyer, and then a space dock at home. That's uh, not a horrible set of starting things, right? Doesn't seem horrible yeah. um, at all. And starting with Sarween, um, Sarween Tools is not considered a very good tech by most players, as in, I feel like it's a tech that people are like, what's the economic reason for mm -hmm. um, researching this tech as it cost me money right. and a command counter to do so? Um, and then I feel like they, I don't get enough for this, is what many players have argued. And I feel like they're largely right yeah. However, starting with Sarween is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, that's, I don't think that's a very controversial statement. And yeah, we've got 2C, 4I. Thus far, I don't see any problems. Yep. 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 Their home system is the home planet of Darien, which is a 4 4. Four resources, four influence. You can only spend those one at a time, but hey, four resources is to research a tech, so you can definitely get a tech if you want it round one. Or, I don't know, that four influence could get a custodian's ostensibly at some point if you're willing to go that hard with it. I'd probably use it for resources almost always. Yeah, so four, four, four influence is not bad to have. Four resources is not bad to have. Again, not, not seeing any issues yep. yet with the okay. start. Everything right now seems to be textbook good. All right, and then their commodities... Oh no! Ah, oh. There's only two. Things just that's got bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. So, th so that's bad um, for a number of reasons. That's bad, and it won't be completely obvious at this point why that is so bad. Yeah. Um, but maybe right after we read these faction abilities, yep. you will already kind of get the picture of why that is maybe kind of bad. Yeah. Their first ability is indoctrination. At the start of a ground combat, the full ground combat. You may spend two influence to replace one opponent infantry with one of your own. Yeah, so this is a classic ability. It's something that uh, people really like indoctrination. Um, you can only do it at the very, very beginning. I sometimes forget. In one of the games I played, I was like, wait, don't I get to do this again on the next <laughs> round? It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, even if you have the money to do that, it doesn't work like that. Um, and notice, it does not say ground forces, it says infantry. So this yeah. is specifically to be used on infantry. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, you're, if you're already kind of seeing the problem here, that's an expensive ability. To yes. influence, uh, to, uh, I guess, sort of kill an infantry and replace it with one of your own, uh, that, that's that's not a cheap ability to right. do, y'all. Right. That's that, the, the effect there of costing them half a resource and gaining yourself half a resource in spending two two thirds of a command counter uh doesn't seem real great i in my brain i compare this to harrow and i just think yet again why in goodness gracious heck is l1 so good <laughs> like why why yeah. does l1 get a free harrow l1's getting harrow on on tap just yeah. for free we're not they don't have to pay more to yeah. bombard more and yin is over here being like i have these abilities but they cost money and I'm a two commodity fact. And I only get to do it once. I'm only allowed to and do I it And I only get once. to do it one yeah. time. Uh, their second ability is devotion. After each space battle round, which the round ends after retreat. Uh, yeah, so, so after, you, after yeah. retreat, yeah. you or, or 
a retreat would happen, you may destroy one cruiser or destroyer in the system to produce one hit and assign it to one of your opponent's ships. We bring up that retreat thing because sometimes that is a misconception. If the opponent retreats out of the space, you cannot devote anymore. The right. combat has ended. There are no ships in that system anymore. Devotion does not get to occur. But as long as the combat is still raging, you can uh, you can kill one of your destroyers to destroy, uh, produce one hit, and assign it. You pick one of their ships to kill. Right. So they basically have to retreat. Um, yes. They're, they're not going to let you just destroy their carrier early game anyways. I think this is such a classic ability for us to be talking about on the show, Matt, yep. because one of the first things that we ever argued with the audience about yep. was whether devotion was good or not. Right. And I think even at the time, we thought it was bad and we didn't even understand this retreat thing. Yeah, sure. We like, this is a bad <laughs> ability and we didn't even understand it's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. And there yeah. were people in the audience being like, devotion is good. D Y'all, it's it's settled. Yeah. Devotion is bad. Well, it, at most can be good in the late game, yeah. but it has no early game potential. Right. Keep in mind, before Prophecy of Kings, retreating was worse as well. You actually had to prep your retreats more or less because you couldn't just retreat into like empty systems. But now people can have dark energy tap. People retreat even more often than they used to. Like a retreat is more sure. available than ever before, too. So it's devotion did actually get worse with Prophecy of Kings, and it wasn't very good before. Yeah, it was quite quite bad before. Now it it's basically untenable, um, and it's funny because I feel like devotion uh, is more used on purpose now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, as in, the players have collaborated yeah. to allow a devotion to go through in such a very Twilight Imperium way. <laughs> I feel like Twilight Imperium is all about, here is a thematic ability. Mm -hmm. But because of how the trading meta has evolved, <laughs> now let's be betray the thematic completely yep. in order to sort of make this some sort of traded thing. That'll make more sense later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their flagship is the Van Hog. Hello, it is the Van Hog. It is. It hits two dice on nines, which is not very good, and it moves one, and it has three capacity. Uh, when this ship is destroyed, destroy all ships in this system. This is the yeah. little nuke that could. Uh, if, any, yeah. if you park this in your home system... Uh, people recognize that they can send a fleet into it, but they will not take the ground because they'll kill everything in the space in destroying the Van Hog. Yeah, um, it is one of, uh, I think, the best things in the kit. Um, it is an iconic flagship uh, that has a lot of potential utility yep. uh, for Yin. It does not, I would say, solve any problems that we, we may have established thus far. Right. Um, but... It is neat, and if you need it, you will be so glad to have it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things that is defensive first. It's great to have built. You might not ever actually do anything with it, but it will serve its purpose just fine. It is not an sure. active-use flagship. It is a passive-use flagship that gets the job done. It's just a workhorse that sits at home, and, and right. thank goodness for that. Right, um, and we will refer back to it several yes. times in this episode. So yeah, uh, this is one of the important parts of the kit. This is actually, thus far, yeah. we've talked about indoctrination, devotion, and the Van Hog. Van Hog is absolutely the most important part of that. <laughs> way more than, definitely way more than devotion. Indoctrination, that's debatable, yeah. but yeah. Uh, next up is their mech 
Moyen's Ashes. It is a standard mech, sustain damage, cost two, combat six. But it has a deploy ability. When you use your indoctrination ability, you may spend one additional influence to replace your opponent's unit. It says unit, which is hilarious. We'll get into that. Uh, your opponent's unit with one mech instead of one infantry. So right. a couple things to note here. First, this wording is specifically spend one additional influence. We recently talked a lot about Calaris having this weird stacked spend thing where you have to spend right. separate instances. This is not that. You yeah. can spend three total influence. You can spend right. a one three planet and put out the mech instead of an infantry. But again, it says replace your opponent's unit, but indoctrination says replace infantry. one infantry. So you're right. only ever replacing infantry with a mech. So somehow the thematics here of Moyen's Ashes, which don't make any sense, is that I've taken a, a person on the other side of the battlefield and we've sort of Age of Empires 2 wololoed them, converted them into one of our people. We've turned them to our side, but they've also jumped inside of a mech suit that suddenly spawned itself. Doesn't yeah. make any sense, but that's how the mech works. This is a very finicky ability. It is a deployability, which, of course, um, it, it's worth noting that for deployabilities, you cannot scuttle yep. your units, meaning they need to be sitting in your reinforcements. That is not built yeah. units, just sitting there waiting for you to use it. Right. So that is quite obnoxious. Mm -hmm. There is no real way out of how bad this is. I'm sorry to right. report that. Right. Um, if... Your opponent is wise, which a lot of them know about this. Uh, a lot of your opponents will know. That's just something I just said to you in this strategy guide. A lot of your opponents know stuff, and that's a problem. <laughs> um, if, if your opponent is wise, they just won't send any infantry yep. uh, to fight you. Right. Um, and guess what? They have four mechs, yep. which, depending on where we're talking about, maybe your home system, maybe Mechatol Rex, four mechs have a 60% chance mm -hmm. to win a fight against eight infantry. Right. Same amount of HP, but the mechs have a significant advantage there. Which is wild because, you know, I mean, I guess what you're saying is that the infantry have to have a very hot round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In they, order to win They can win swing that. hard, uh, much harder than, than the mechs can, but it's it's still just a battle of odds. Uh, right. The, the trouble with all of this is... When you think of indoctrination, like indoctrination can be kind of cool as like a I'm gonna go take a planet from you and I'm gonna snipe it. You left it under defended. Right. And I think I get hung up sometimes on the idea that all of my opponents are just going to park one single mech on every single planet so that I can't use indoctrination. That's not how this works out. That that can be a problem, but more or less, you get to use indoctrination offensively when like you when you really, really want to, or whatever, like when, when the yeah, moment it's come on up. a if on if it's on an unimportant planet, right. if it's on some random yeah. one planet in the slice, right? Yeah, sure. Indoctrination gets used. The issue here is that indoctrination should be a pretty good defensive ability for Yin, and it just ain't. It just isn't because you can't do anything about opponents' mechs. You can't, you know, and, and you don't want to park your own mechs on planets because theoretically you want to save them for the deploy. But I think right. we're almost arguing, like, maybe don't even worry. I, I, there will be an argument later maybe for the mech deploy, and it's a very specific use case. But, yeah, it just, all of this turns into indoctrination not being, like, 
that much of a punch there's there's not that much defensive it 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 fends off some attacks passively people are just like well i just don't actually have enough it when i could have sniped i won't snipe this time because they can indoctrinate but more often than not they can they can plan around you and they can bring enough stuff to take what they need to take my favorite use case for indoctrination is the the planet defended by one infantry use Mm -hmm. case so it's great that Whenever a planet only has one one infantry on it, you don't even have to do the combat. You just right. skip that. However, what you have to remember, and what I feel like maybe in the past when we've talked about Yen, we've taken for granted, is that it costs two influence. Yep. I don't know. I I don't know who is walking around just being like, yeah, I don't know. I don't need my command counters. I'm down to just like leave all this influence or or have a bunch of trade goods even though i'm a two commodity faction like we're talking about a a faction that is is that two commodities and then in order to use both of their abilities by the way for the most part we we're having to spend uh potential or actual command counters devotion if you're going to use it offensively if you're going to try and use it to snipe you you have to activate in order to to use that um, devotion, I think, is best used in a large fleet, right? Mm-hmm. In a large sustained uh, battle yeah. of, to, of of fleets versus fleets, or or as a way to close a gap of like my my I'm playing as Yin and my fleets are are really crappy and cheap, and I'm going up against like Dread Twos or something, and maybe in, devotion will help uh, get me you know right. across the finish line. There, there's a um, there's a um a I feel like a common theory that i don't think holds any water is that devotion is also a defensive ability like use destroyers as your gum right gum up yourself with destroyers and that's that's really good well the problem with devotion is it's at the end of a space battle round and destroyers don't hit well so very often if it's just a destroyer that's gumming that thing's gonna die before it gets to devote anyways like it, it only works when it is supporting a fleet like you only get to fire devotion off when it's with fighters that you killed in the combat round and then get to and then get to devote the destroyer. Also, if you if you use your gum, if yeah. you use your single destroyer gum to de- to devotion, sure you won the combat, but now the ship isn't there anymore exactly. because you had to destroy it. Yeah. So now the gum is removed, and that was probably the only goal of your opponent, anyways, is yep. to just clear that space. What do they care if they had right. their you know their one cruiser left over at the right. end or not? Which- they cleared the space. That's all that matters. Later, you can maybe make a case for fighter two in this instance, but I still think it's kind of a weak idea. But we'll, we'll we have to talk about the agent before we get into that. Uh, let's talk about their promissory note, which was Omega. Uh, I don't remember. Was this a Codex three Omega? Or was this was this was before? No, this no, was like a, a it was Codex this one was or two way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Greyfire Mutagen now is at the start of a ground combat against two or more ground forces that do not belong to the yin player replace one of your opponent's infantry with one of your reinforcements Woo! yeah so you know it has the same problem as regular indoctrinate which is that if your opponents are attacking you with mechs only it won't do anything for you um oddly enough the beginning of the ability is ground forces and then the, after we get to the word replace, it becomes infantry, so it's yeah. almost like it could have been used. Um, has to be against two or more. It's great that you can't use it to the yin player. This promissory note is your wheel and deal this nickel and yeah. dime it as much as possible. Yep. 
Um, you do not care about selling, about being all precious about it and being like, oh, I'm going to wait till the window that it's useful. So if somebody says they want it, just sell it. We need money yeah. as yen. We are, we are desperate used car salesmen. We are selling people broken dreams and broken promises. Whatever yeah. we can do to make a little bit of money on the side, we're doing. And honestly, this is kind of one of our only options for that. I was not able to get a lot of money for it. Matt, you said you played yes. a game with Mate Nason where yeah. Mate Nason was successfully wheeling and dealing it. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, and, and good on him. I'll say this. I don't feel like if I'm sitting in the other seat, I'm very interested in Greyfire Mutagen. It has too much, yeah. like, specific, like, needs to be two ground forces. There has to be an infantry in there. Those are, like, two very specific clauses that sometimes, unless... I already have a plan that it where it could be useful. I get a little afraid, I think, to buy something like this. Yeah. But that's why I say from the yen perspective, sell it for a song. Sell it for whatever you can get. If somebody right. will give you a trade good for it, just sell it. Don't yep. do not try to upsell on this one at all. No. And always remember if you're trying to make a bigger deal that you can just throw Greyfire Mutagen in there because you probably were not gonna make any money off of it anyways. Right. Yeah. It, it is it is a timing in which you could make sure to use it in its timing window again i agree with hunter to not rely on that but like it is in essentially better for you to be like on someone's turn hey are you planning to take that planet because i can give i can sell you Greyfire mutagen for like a dollar to make that easier whatever it is harder to sell to someone with their intent to use it defensively and like make a lot of it i yeah. would i would theoretically try to charge a little bit more someone if someone's actually really terrified of their stuff getting taken that's when you should try to get a little bit more money out of that Greyfire mutagen Although, of course, you do want to make you, the sale is more important than making enough off the sale, yeah. I would say. So, so you know, get what you can. But but Mate Nason did it both ways. I mean, I saw Mate Nason sell it in the moment, but I also saw Mate Nason sell it to some paranoid people, added all sorts of deals. It just was always coming up. That was the that was the success here was Mate Nason just didn't let people forget about it. Um, yeah. It was also we were lucky that we had two stage one control objectives. Eventually, we had a stage two control of objective as well. So there were people that were kind of looking for that sort of stuff. And sure, we had sure. we had we had players also that were being sort of tricksy in how that you know it's like they, it wasn't just that point tradey meta in a point tradey like we only negotiate planet swaps this becomes like useless but if you're playing with a group that is willing to sort of sneak attack each other Greyfire mutagen's value goes up and you should keep it on everybody's mind i'll tell you something else that i think is uh, actually a a flaw of trying to sell it that i just feel like has never been like i just don't know how if this gets brought up i'm sure somebody has done this um but if you sell it to someone for them to use it defensively, well, it goes back to you after yeah. it's used. And yeah. now the active player on right. the other side could buy Grey Fighter Mugen from you. Like yeah. it's there's no there's nothing to stop them from doing that. You're still in the start of ground combat window. Oh, can they both use it? Why can't the, they? The, the defender the only would reason do they it. Wouldn't it be would able reset to is that back to the active player has a chance to do absolutely. another ability. That's absolutely. So dumb it, there would have to be enough ground forces and infantry in order for this to make sense uh-huh but if it's a big if it's a bigger combat or a mid-sized combat yeah you can absolutely sell it to both sides of a conflict and that's dumb yeah. like that's that it's makes dumb. it kind of you bad shouldn't value. do that because i mean now nobody's ever going to trust to sell like no no defensive player is ever going to buy trust it the yen. Yeah, we're going to talk mean, about something later like yeah. in general <laughs> The yin is yeah. not great, and there's a million in right. one little trading meta reasons to not play nice with them, yeah. even though they're they're they, like Sardak 
Except right. Sardak can be nice to a player. Right. You they're know? not they're not good to buy stuff from, and you have incentives to also not buy things from yeah. them anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's get into their faction tech. They have Yin Spinner, which was Omega as well. It is two green requirements, and after you produce units, place up to two infantry from your reinforcements on any planet you control or in any space area that contains your ships. It's like a non-stall orbital drop after production. It's pretty Mm -hmm. good if it weren't so dang deep in the green tree, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I I have played a Yen Spinner game. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of infantry everywhere. So cool. Infantry on all these planets. Neat. Um, did not change my life in any way. <laughs> and you have to... So the, the commander will provide you a green skip. Sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead in that way. Yeah, yeah. The commander gives you a free green skip. But I don't know like what green tech you're really going to want. Yep. The only argument is possibly for something like Biostims, um, which is just generally a good tech. But like once we get to the tech section, you're going to find out that you know there's not a whole lot of uh, time, I feel like, for Yin to get yeah. a bunch of tech are we're kind of a needy faction yep um hopefully we will get to do the tech primary and double tech maybe we won't you know yeah, yeah. uh their second tech has long been the same never been omega and i will forever argue it is maybe the worst tech in the entire game people will push back on me on that but i don't know it's in the yellow tree it's called impulse core it's it requires two yellow so it's deep in the yellow tree and at the start of a space combat, you may destroy one of your cruisers or destroyers in the active system to produce one hit against your opponent's ships. That hit must be assigned to non-fighter ships if able. This is similar to Devotion, but is at the start of a round. You still kill a destroyer at the start of a round, so that destroyer does not yeah. get to just maybe deal a hit anyways. So they, can't, they can't retreat. Retreat yeah. isn't going to work. But you don't get to assign the hit nope. as the yin player. They just get to take the hit on their own destroyer or whatever. It's like, you know that ability that Ghost has uh, where dimensional if it's the splicer. fight is... Dim- it's like Dimensional Splicer. Mm-hmm. But you have to kill one of your ships to use it. So it's pretty good. <laughs> it's like Dimensional Splicer, but you have to kill one of your ships to use it. Yeah. And it's too yellow D <laughs> to, to research it. So it's like Dimensional Splicer, but worse in every conceivable way. Yeah, it's it it needs an Omega so bad. Yin is it still, desperately needs an Omega. Yin, the, the, we haven't even gotten to the new leaders yet, but I will spoil the idea that Yin is still not a very fun faction to play, and I think the world kind of agrees on this. And not that fixing Impulse Core would solve it, but boy, I'm just, I'm begging, I'm begging Dane for an Impulse. I mean, at this point, like, we, we, we've continually asked Dane is to just completely redo the Yin Brotherhood. And right. uh, I conti- I'm still in that camp of just hey, like... Hey, hey, and we've, thus far, and yeah. we've been crying about this for a long time, thus far we've got the promissory note redone, yep. and we're about to read you a brand new leader suite <laughs> that Codex 3 added. Like, we've been complaining about Yin for a long time, and because we 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 done this from the beginning of the show. You yeah. can comb all name, the way back to the beginning of the show. Name a more classic duo. It's the most Space classic. and complaining about the Yin yeah. Brotherhood. Yes. So, and, and to be honest, we've been pretty effective. One of the faction notes, or one of the faction texts has been remade. One, the yeah. promissory note has been remade. The leader suite, we've had it, we've had two tries at yeah. the leader suite. Yeah. Okay? We're not done yet, baby. And you know what? It's not enough, Dane! Not- <laughs> more! We need more! 
Just throw them out and start over. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, literally the whole faction sheet. I, I would just reset the whole dang thing. Let's talk about these leaders, okay? Because yeah, some yeah. of this stuff is going to help synthesize what we've been talking about. Their agent right. is Brother Mylor. It was Omega recently. This is like the big new change. After a player's unit is destroyed, you may exhaust this card. If you do, that player may place up to two fighters in the destroyed unit system if it was a ship, or two infantry on its planet if it was a ground force. That uh, that ground force part is crazy, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a really good ability, I would argue. No? Meh. <sighs> Meh. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Ain't it's that not the way. that it's not that useful most of the time, but um, because here's the problem is Brother Mylor, um, I always ended up using it for like frivolous stuff, and we're gonna talk about um, a a whenever we get to trading a meta, we will talk about a very specific situation that I really like having Brother Mylor. Yeah. Um, the two infantry on planets, I, I it helps, mm-hmm. but again, like. A lot of a lot of yin combat on the planets is either over, you know, little itty bitty fights yeah. where indoctrination is gonna get you through it anyways, or it's defensive, in which case they're coming at you yeah. and they've already mathed out what they gotta do to stop you. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's like, yes, two infantry is not it's 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 a good change. I'll yeah. say that. It's right. a good change. Right. Um because it used to be that it was space combat only. It was yeah. only the two fighters, and it was like specifically cruiser or destroyers have to be yeah. destroyed. Is that what it was? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it just was not very useful at all. I mean, you never used it round one. You barely used it round two, and it was you were just trying to sell it more often than anything else. It just it just didn't work. But now I would even say that infantry thing is good for a sellable. You you made a good argument why it's not defensive for you because someone's planning for it. But what people are not planning for is for every single potential ground combat in the game right. to have an infantry swing in it. The issue is defensively, you can't receive money from the person you're selling it to to swing it. So you got to do a non-binding to save this person's planet. And so then I just, I mean, I hope you trust that person. I think there's plenty of metas where that works, but there's probably a lot where it's that's a tough sell that's hard to do yeah. so yeah uh, it's it's like these little swings that yeah. that yin is all about like swinging the ground combat but just a little bit and yeah. and and not with the mech yeah. um with yeah. more <laughs> infantry and infantry are just not what they used to be they used to be a lot more powerful than they are um and they still have the classic problem of like i don't know you just bombard them or whatever yeah. and then <laughs> even even it out everything in yin's kit is like you can do this no well no not like that and well no not like that yeah well okay but also not like that i mean just like this like specifically like this you can do you can do a neat thing uh their commander also got an omega it is brother omar the unlock change which i would say is uh the biggest part of this uh i mean there's a huge change to the ability but the unlock is to now just use one of your faction abilities use indoctrination or use devotion before it was use indoctrination which was like are you kidding me i like have to do some mean land grab in like round one or two to even get any i mean even before too the commander was not a thing you even needed to unlock now we really want to unlock this ability because this card satisfies a green tech prerequisite that's been true and is pretty could be okay there's some uses uh when you research a tech owned by another player you may return one of your infantry to reinforcements to ignore its prerequisites that seems pretty cool yeah i this is i this might be my favorite of the new suite because brother omar 
is probably going to get you something um not necessarily something critical but something pretty good yep. most of the time um sadly when we get to tech i'm going to be revealing i'm going to go ahead and uh say it now this is a blue tech sorry. Um, episode <laughs> sorry um so you know this is going to help you sometimes with that sometimes it's going to be critical and helping you catch up with tech Sometimes it's going to allow you to get a fun, interesting extra tech that helps you yep. um, depending on what the other players have. What annoys me about it is that you have to pay attention to the order that the tech strategy card resolves. Yep. That becomes very important because you, you th there is a specific window in which you will be researching tech. It's not just a free-for-all. Everybody just gets it. No, it starts with whoever played it and then goes speaker order around. Right. Right. Okay, so if you want to be able to pick something up that like, let's say it's round one and you were able to get this unlocked and that's great. And we're going to talk about a way that you can maybe do that. And I like that. Well, you're probably going to want gravity drive, right? Yep. Well, <clears throat> if if the person researching it is sitting on the wrong side of you, yep. then you won't get to. Right. And that's the, a huge this even simpler. If you take tech. You research first. You are yep. completely locked into oh. researching what people researched last round. Nothing burns new. me so, so hard. That so right in, there. so theoretically, you are for this ability. You are always a round behind. You can skip ahead to stuff, but you're still a round behind the rest of the table. Mm -hmm. If you want light mm -hmm. wave, you had to get it from somebody who got it last round. Generally right. speaking, unless you get lucky with like, oh, I'm last in the order. Great. If you're if you are to the right of the player holding tech. That is gonna maybe be a juicy tech pop for you, right? Maybe I mean, right. and sometimes it's not even. So, so I want to be specific, and I I really like the way you just put it, Matt. Of like, you're always gonna be sort of around behind everyone yeah. else's tech with your options as far as using this. So for that reason, I would say if you're gonna use it, you need to try and get it early. I'm talking round one. I'm talking round two. Right. Because we want to have as many options opened up to us yeah. as possible, and it's always gonna be a little slow on the uptake. We're gonna need to maybe unlock it around before we get to use it yeah okay um but i gotta stress this while i do like this commander a lot i will not say that it for sure made any of my games yeah it did not critically change my game state now it might help me get a tech that i wasn't going to get mm -hmm. but i went blue tech most of the time I was able to get to the blue tech that I need. The idea of this getting me to light wave, it's like, well, I'll just get there eventually. Right. right. Um, it got me transit diodes in one game, which was fantastic. Right. It never got me assault cannon. People talk about that. That would be cool, probably, mm -hmm. for Yen. Seems like a good one for them. Well, the point to all of this is that it's still your only tech research, right? Like, it's you're using the ability in the time. If it were, like, an extra tech that you can get, it would maybe feel differently, but it, yeah, that, that idea of like, you're probably going blue tech anyways. Everybody else is just getting blue tech. So you're just getting stuff kind of in your tree that you were already climbing. That you're already headed towards. you're just doing it. You just get it, you know, maybe around earlier. And that's great. That, that is a good thing, but it is not a mind-blowing thing. I do not think it makes the argument that like, now you don't need to go blue tech because you can get like, you're still using your tech researches to get the blue tech right. you're trying to avoid. So it doesn't equal out to anything beneficial. Like it just is, it's just a thing where, okay, I managed to get gravity drive without having to get det first or whatever maybe maybe that's a thing you needed to do what's hilarious to me is i almost feel like the way that brother omar is set up is almost a tacit admission by dane that the faction tech is bad because this does not 
help you get those factions. I mean, yeah. the green skip is there. Uh -huh. You're still going to need another green in order to get to Yen Spinner. It, it's a tacit admission that uh, that Impulse Core is trash because this doesn't help yep. you do any. It puts you no closer to Impulse Core, a tech you didn't no want to get anyways. We just right. have we've shoved it into the garage in the back corner and let it collect dust. That's what we've done with Brother Omar. Yeah. Um, I would love... I, I, I did not play a game with Jolnar. I wish I had. It would have been very interesting to have access to all of that weird stuff. Um, but yeah. We will talk about this commander more. We're going to talk about this like kind of harebrained scheme to try and get it unlocked as fast yep. as possible. And then, for all I know, actually destroy that strategy's potential in the metagame sure. by describing it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. So, the last hero is... Or, I mean, the last leader is our hero. And is the ability Quantum Dissemination Omega... As an action, commit up to three infantry from your reinforcements to any non-home planets and resolve invasions on those planets. Players cannot use space cannon against these units. Then purge this card. Okay, so again, this is a little bit of a complicated one, but it is yep. to say, pick up three infantry from your reinforcements and assign them to up to three planets. You can send two over there and one there. You can yep, send three yep, to yep. Mechatol Rex. However you want to do Or you can spread it out. Then you are going to do the invasion steps of a standard thing, which includes indoctrination, which yep. you can also use your mech on. And you're not going to be space cannon. So those parts are good, but you're sending a very small number of infantry to specific locations. So this is an incredibly specific ability that i would say the table is generally worried about especially right now I, right now it's hard to judge because like this is the new thing right so everybody's maybe extra paranoid about it my guess is over the next year we're going to get less and less worried about this ability and people will just sort of properly plan around it and this hero is going to get worse over time that's kind of my guess here but where are we at I, so far here's what i like about it is that if you if you're able to somehow stall which is not something that yeah. Yin is very good at at mm -hmm. all. Um, mm -hmm. We're in fact uh, we're not necessarily influence rich by any stretch of the imagination, and we all have all these influence abilities to use. Right. Right. Um, especially if, let's say, a lot of the a lot of the stuff people talk about with the hero makes it sound like what they want is to be able to use indoctrination in all three of these combats. And it's like if we're doing the mech indoctrinate, we're talking about nine influence yeah. that we're spending. Right. I would rather just stall it yeah i would I'd rather, rather just three wait till counters. really late in the round yep. so that i so that i don't have to worry about retaliation because we're talking about three planets but what are you going to use this on you're either going to use this on trying to take mechatol rex or you're going to use it on trying to score a control objective it won't help you with any of the uh other other players home system sadly for some reason it's not a wind ability which i honestly think would be kind of cool if it was like to try and you could use it to slay. That might be neat. Um, <laughs> but, but it's not that. Um, instead, it is this kind of like, let's try and pick up these specific planets. Yeah. Well, you know, it's never going to be like that easy, I think, to spread these planets out that you're yeah. picking up in such a way to where you can, first of all, win all of these combats mm -hmm. that maybe you're trying to do. And then also keep them so far away from each other that the table can't just be like, all right, well, I just activate there, and I'm going to go kill that with yep. Bombardment and take, take it back, back up again. <laughs> I, I Two of the games, this hero kind of whiffed for me yep. um, and basically didn't really get anything done for me. And then that's when I came up with this theory of like, oh, you got to just... The advantage here is that we can place these three infantry anywhere. Right. That's the big advantage. It's not securing anything for you. Right. So we want to stall 
and then throw that out there. That's how I would say you would use this. And then the other thing to really note about this, and I think this this is a double-edged sword. I think this is bad. Uh, it would be cool if we could somehow get this ruled on and get this changed, and it might be changed in the future. I don't really know what the logic would be for changing it, but currently you can use this to attack the, the player that you've swapped supports with yep. and not actually lose the support because you're not activating anything. Right. You're just committing. It's sort right. of like the same logic that um, Zippelin used in the uh, prelims last year, or was it the qualifiers? I don't remember which round it was, but it was when we understood Gamma Mama to be something that gets past ceasefire. Yeah. Um, and then that actually got corrected, and now Gamma Mama doesn't go past ceasefire. Right. But this is kind of in a similar state yep. where it's like, I and, and let me tell you something. I don't think it's good for Yid no. to be in a, a position where people are like, oh, I don't know if we should swap because you can use your hero on me to take some of my planets. Exactly. And then I can't even do anything about it. You know? Yeah, I hear the anti-support for the throne swap crowd being like, yay, a reason to not do support swaps. It's like, it only affects Yin. <laughs> the right. only person who now can't get away it's with support swapping is Yin. It's a reason to leave him out in the cold. <laughs> but let me tell you this, and this is, I'm expressing my dirty side here. Gotta let you know. Yeah. I was able to get the swaps locked down. Yeah. And I always attacked my support partner yeah. every time. And it's because I just had to. You had, All right. You I'm to. playing as Yin. It's a desperate game. It's a yep. gambit. Always. Okay. Yeah. It's it that's the whole trouble of this thing is it's it's so the cost is always just so much. It's so much to actually use this thing. I I would argue that this is like a mediocre hero that you send all three infantry to one planet that you need and you hope you're in a situation where you only need one planet basically like it's right. just the, the the opportunities for it do not come up often enough for it to be like a game changer um right i will say they're like our game was probably the best case scenario because it was things like uh have three on the edge and when you're doing that if you're just sniping a planet out from underneath someone but like you're both still scoring the objective, you know, because three on the edge is like, well, if they have ships there, you've taken nothing from them. You've just taken a right. planet to put a unit there to also right. score the objective. That kind of stuff you can kind of get away with in that sort of boat floating deal makey meta. So in that way, this hero does a couple interesting things, but it's not like that's a game changer for you. It does mean maybe every once in a while, a very difficult control stage two is slightly more doable for you but i would not bank on that that is not you you don't just like oh i just like score stage two control objectives really easy now that's not what mm -hmm. this ability is that's for sure i will like this from a from a design perspective i love that the hero is sort of gearing guaranteeing us an opportunity to yeah. use indoctrination that's good yeah the right. fact because we used to complain with yin that you would just go a whole game and never use any of their faction abilities right. whatsoever. Right. And now we at least have this context where <laughs> indoctrination is probably going to be useful. And what's sad is I feel like what I've realized is that I would rather just wait till later. Yeah. I would rather just wait till later in the game because, you know, there's going to be planets that are either empty or it's like I can do a 2v1 and, and hope and pray. Yeah. Um, or, you know, hopefully hopefully set it up in a situation where I only have to do one indoctrination, you know, yep. instead of trying to maximize it and do three right. or, or I can do two, but neither of them are the mech. Yeah. All, all of these like kind of, I find oftentimes with this ability now, I'm just trying to cheapskate yep. as much as I can as yeah. Yin. I'm right. very cheapskate and I'm very like, 
Everything's just worth one over here. Just give me one if you can. So overall, what I think, I think this leader suite, it's all good. Like I don't think any of these are bad leaders, yeah. really. It's just that I'm not sure that they add up to to fixing things. No, um, because we still have that that horrible sidestepping indoctrination by only attacking with mechs thing. Yep. Devotion is still not really ever useful. Yeah. Um, the huge van is great. I mean, I think that's that that is like, or yeah. sorry, the van hog. We haven't called it the huge van in a minute, and yeah. I don't want new new listeners to be con, uh, confused about that. So I mean, like, I think overall, Yin had a bad position, and yeah. these are improvements. Sure. But they're not fixes, mm -mm. you know. Yeah, their their abilities just they they have a couple of pretty good to great with the van hog uh, defensive abilities, but they have no abilities that help them get ahead and that's where they fall short is they have nothing that puts them actually in the pack so every yin game you feel like you are behind until maybe you just get lucky enough to change your fate but you don't have the abilities to do big maneuvers to completely like put yourself in the running it it, it always right. feels like happenstance that yin is in the pack right i just that that's how every time i've seen yin play that's the kind of the boat they're in they never seem to excel uh in a way that then is like oh they're excelling and now their defensive abilities will really kick in because everybody's trying to deal with them it's it's happenstance that you are in that defensive position i mean i can make up reasons why if i'm in a winning position taking diplo in a final round buying the tokens i need to do off of leadership diploing all you know some of those planets back to then have the influence for my hero's uh uh indoctrinates like that stuff can work and then i have diplo and i have my van hog at home like all of mm. those things result in like a very locked up win but you had to get to the winning position like completely on your own is yeah is the whole issue yeah i um i'm excited about the rest of this guide i'm excited about talking about trading a meta i'm excited about talking about tech and even even the win kind of scenario for yep. Yin, because I think there's there's a lot of potential there, um, because Yin, in my opinion, while I don't think they're a very good faction, they're not the worst faction. Mm. Um, okay. I, I I think I think that I think Arborek is still the worst faction. I go back and forth. I think Yin is is almost like a a faction with no bonuses. Yeah. Whereas Arborek is a faction with abilities that cause you to play in such a way as where I don't think it adds up yeah. to a victory. So Arborex right. like good at not Twilight Imperium. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then and, Yin would just be like, there's nothing, there's nothing bad happening here. Uh -huh. We're just not ahead in any way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess basically from that point, it just becomes Yin is not fun to play and Arborex can be fun to play. Arborex fun even when lose. you lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. Arborex fun even when you lose. All right, so we should uh, take yeah. a quick break, and then we will get into the rest of the guide. Okay, welcome back. Uh, let's, so we've, we've introduced everything. Let's sort of talk through meta and tech and all of that stuff. So let's start yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with some trading stuff, and I think we're going to focus kind of on the early game, because as we spelled out earlier, uh, our early game, even though we have a good set of starting units, uh, 
the rest is quite difficult. So Hunter, kind of spell out for me, like, what are our problem areas and how do how do we solve like all of these economic issues that we have? Yeah. So, we've yeah, we've just got like kind of expensive abilities. And then those abilities are kind of like where we can really get ahead. But our abilities are just difficult to use. It's difficult to be in, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we're to uh, commodity faction on top of that. So let's talk about our options here. Um, we have the promissory note, which we've already talked about is kind of like maybe you can nickel and dime it. Right. And hopefully you'll be more successful at nickel and diming it um, than I am. We've already talked about, you know, the windows for it, yep. um, how dark and shady you could get with like selling it to the defensive player ahead of time and then selling it to the offensive player when they're the active player, which is disgusting. And I want you to do it. And I want you to tell <laughs> me that you did it. Um, here, Here is a convoluted deal that a couple people have talked about, not just me, um, that I was able able to actually pull off mm-hmm. um, round one in, e- in, in order to unlock the commander. Because technically, while we were not super hyped on the commander, we think it's good, yeah. but also you have that alliance. We can give this commander out to someone, and that might be worth money yeah which would be kind of crazy if it was right okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this idea in kind of a um kind of a similar way to the way i've talked about sardak in the past yes which is the idea of kind of trying to make a special buddy playing really nice with one particular player Mm -hmm. so that you can both um kind of boat float so what you could do is in the first round or possibly second round you can send your destroyer that you start with to your neighbor's carrier. So we have to pick one of our neighbors and we have to say, I'm going to try and enter special buddy relationship. Yep. Uh, or you can just do this one transaction if they're open to that. But I'm kind of trying to take that even further. So you send the destroyer over and you say, hey, I know you could just retreat and then I can't devotion. But I would like to unlock that commander. Now, what I can do is we can just no retreats and then when we get to the devotion step, I will devotion, not your carrier, but one of your fighters. Yep. And then I'll flip brother Mylor. And as long as nobody gets any hits, <laughs> you will net a fighter in the deal. And yeah. what that means is I unlock the commander. Okay. That's, that's, that's something. That's an idea. Um, I want to throw out real quick. Uh, Fortunes uh, wrote in some pre errata on how to possibly accomplish this. Um, so setting aside the merits of whether it's necessary, I want to point out a way of doing so that doesn't involve paying the alliance to the player to not retreat. So that is the com- that's the problem yeah. that we're at. Right. Is the player's going to be like, okay, um, I'm going to net a fighter, but I would like more than that. And they're probably going to ask for the alliance. We don't want to do this because ideally we would unlock the commander and then sell the alliance for money because yes. we need that and we like money. Right. So I think ideal... Um, devotion unlock of commander can be accomplished round two. This is slightly different than what I am proposing. Um, the fortunes are saying you need two destroyers and then you, um, if your destroyers can reach a neighboring player's carrier with fighters, ideally two fighters, you attack the carrier with two destroyers and offer them to give them brother Mylor in the same way I'm proposing to not retreat. You use devotion on one of their fighters uh, and then give them Brother Mylor. Ideally, the combat results in them getting a net gain of a fighter or two. If it's possible to attack their carrier before they move 
it you have the advantage in the trade as they don't have to lock down a carrier but even if you act late it should be possible to sell them on this so i want to point out this is like very similar to what i just proposed right sure. what i what i want to point out about fortune's play here that i think is good is the idea of being sensitive to the fact that if the carrier isn't locked down they won't want to retreat it yeah they would rather take your brother mylord de deal right so i'm gonna edit i'm gonna synthesize both our takes here into one thing which is i think fortunes is proposing something that's a little too careful what you could do is beginning of round two right first action first action we send a single destroyer at someone's carrier and we say hey hey, hey i'm not trying to do i'm not trying to mess with you i'm just yeah. playing as yin and it sucks Right. All right. <laughs> uh, we should do, you know, we're in the trading meta section. So I'm going to say uh, wine. Okay. <laughs> wine and say you need pity, blah, blah, blah. All these other things. I did that. Shamelessly, yeah. I did that in my games. You're not wrong to. You should be pitied. I'll t I got a whole thing after Hunter's done with this. So yeah. yeah continue. Yeah. So, so you send the single destroyer. Hopefully it's a, a, a carrier and a fighter. Um, hopefully it's not. I, I would say let's not risk carrier and two fighters. Let's do a carrier and a fighter. Mm. We're saying, hey, I'm not going to do AFB. Let's not retreat because you don't want to lock down that carrier. Yep. And then I will brother Mylor you. And then, and then, in that case, if they were to say, please give me the alliance so that I can have the commander as well, you can say, I don't believe that you want to lock down your carrier. Yeah. I don't believe it. Right. So that is, I think, the ideal situation mm -hmm. of getting this commander unlocked. And honestly, it seems like a pain in the butt it's yeah. a hassle here's the key to all of that is i almost say you do the activation you send the destroyer you you roll the bones to see if any nines were rolled and then in the timing of devotion you now make the offer i can either kill your carrier i mean i guess you have to get ahead of it because you have to make sure they don't declare a retreat that's you the other to, issue you have you to do make sure the they don't that's declare so a annoying you have to make yeah. sure they don't declare a retreat which is the yeah. worst but they don't want to so yeah you can either call the bluff or you, i mean you always got to talk things out ahead of time but yeah all you of also have is, to make sure like we're, we what we're not trying to do actually is yeah. uh the the original trolley yin play of right. like hey i snapped your carrier early no. game we don't actually want to do that because by the way I, don't, I mean this is way settled but if you're still in the dark on this Yin can't take the heat no. of that. Yeah. There is no way that Yin can take the heat of having <laughs> a neighbor that hates them all game. Imagine, There's no way. Imagine Yin coming into a scenario and is like, listen, everyone, I'm going to I'm gonna do a service to the table. I'm going to go snipe a Sar carrier. And then Sar, Sar is like, here's a chaos map to dread and a space dock with 12 fighters. Let's right. just nuke your Let's entire go. slice. Yeah. You're done. Like, yeah. it's over. Yeah. yeah. Yin does not. Yeah, Yin cannot back up the punch. I no. want to also argue this case in the meta that we should be willing to take, like, don't, I think right now we're just learning what the value of that alliance is. And we as a community should agree that the alliance is not worth the unlocking of itself, right? That That's what, that's what the original deal being proposed is, is like, right. let me do this whole devotion thing to unlock my own commander and I'll give you, we'll both unlock my commander. That's not the right value because Yin is sitting in the toilet trying to reach their hand out and begging for, for you to pull them out. Like from an entanglement perspective, from an idea of, I just want everyone to be in this game. I argue that players should be willing to help out Yin. Also, although it's not worth much and we talked about the whole support swap issue 
if the more favors you do for Yin, in at least a casual setting, they may not betray you. I don't know. I argue there's a, at least a little bit of value to that of just like, be Yin's buddy, because then maybe Yin will go in a different direction than you later. Now, at the very end of the game, Yin's going to mm. do what Yin's got to do. But I'd argue even that is better because at least in the mid game, Yin is probably turning their attention towards someone else. And then maybe sure. you get a small backstab later. They're probably not going to just straight up win slay you. They're going to try to st strike out for their own win. And if you're in the way of that, then that will suck. But they're not just sure. going to like arbitrarily use their abilities to completely dumpster your whole game in, in like a final round unless it like very specifically serves them. So I think it is valuable to help out a Yin player. I, I yeah. genuinely feel that you should try and help them get this stuff online because otherwise you're going to have a player that's not even playing the game and in that way will not help you stop bigger powers later on right like you're not going to have that entanglement in play there's going to be someone who's just like well whatever no one wants to support swap with me anyways i'm just going to give my support to someone else to end this game and it's going to just feel bad for everyone so i i think you need to we as a team <laughs> need to make sure yin is in the boat yeah and so if you're able to accomplish this and pull this off without having to sell the alliance which i want to say for the record i always like admitting this i wasn't able to do that Mm. Um, I, I was never able to make it so that I could unlock the commander and then sell the alliance for money. I always wanted to, yeah. but it ended up being so, again, because it's like they have so much leverage. Yeah. So you really need to play this right. And, what, and if I had played one more yin game, I would have played it exactly how I had described it before. Yeah. Of, of looking at what fortunes had said and looking at where my plan had been and been like, oh, we can just bring those together. Yeah. Activate a, a carrier that does not want to retreat Okay, the, early the, round two. The chances that you're going to get a great use out of it round one anyways are quite bad. So as long as you're yeah. set up to do it first action round two, you'll probably yeah. use it round two. More right. likely than you would be delaying its use, uh, its activation in round two anyway. So making it a plan for it to be the first thing you do round two is kind of just as good as probably what you were going to pull off in round one anyways. It's a crapshoot yeah. if you can unlock it round one. It's that That's a Christmas land thing that sometimes happens. So now, real quick, I just want to talk about just some basic ideas for, like, who do we sell this to uh -huh. um, and how much. And what sucks is uh, the news is not great. But <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think factions like, I think Argent wants this. Yeah. Um, they are a, a blue or a, a yellow-red faction that would love to supplement with some blue. Anybody that wants to supplement their whole thing with some blue any non-blue start factions yeah that might want to throw in a little light wave or you know a little maybe get a gravity drive at a weird time uh, -huh. uh mentac maybe would be down to play arborec really wants this mm -hmm. um i ugh, uh, am i already running out of stuff cabal yeah. maybe no Not no really. um, um I, I saw proposed else, maybe. I, saw, I saw proposed in the pre-errata a an alliance swap with Sardak. How do you feel about that? I already know how I feel about it, which is that's not money. Uh, so I don't. Uh, I, I would prefer money, uh, please. Yeah, I would like <laughs> money. Um, it's n but I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a powerful uh, ability to have Gamma Mama. Um, yeah. and it, but we don't need we need we need money so that we can indoctrinate, not like. Yeah. An endless ability that makes us just go like, well, if we could indoctrinate there, this there, way. and there, <laughs> exactly. we'd be having a great time. But there's there are going to be situations where if you had Gamma Mama, you could really go hog wild with Yin, mm -hmm. and I don't want to discredit that. Um, when we get to, we're about to do strategy cards next, and I'm going to insist that 
you just take trade a whole bunch, yeah. which is always the worst. I hate whenever I have to say, yeah. well, it's a two commodity faction, so they just have to take trade and make slightly less money than every than everybody else if they took trade. But right. sorry, we just need the money. As yeah, yeah. we just we just gotta have the money. Yeah. Um, so as far as the price that this should should fetch, eh, uh, yeah. money. Right. I don't know. Two. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> one. If you. If you're a stickler, I don't know. Like any amount of money at yeah. this point when I play in, I'm like, you give me any just amount whatever. of money for stuff. And I'm like, yes, please, yeah, please. Yeah. I just want to make some money. Before we get into the strategy cards too, one other thing, because it relates to trade as a card. The other issue with unlocking the commander round one is your destroyer is your only trade ship ostensibly. And yep. the idea that we're going to send it out to kill it and not oh, yeah. make us money, that sucks. So I would much rather go park my destroyer in a wormhole, actually collect some cash, and then next round, first action, all right, let's get rid of that. We're going to further expand in round two to probably just have enough neighbors anyways. We'll be like adjacent to Mechatol or whatever. We'll have some neighbors and we'll be fine on trade. But round one trade is like an actually scary prospect that if the idea is like, well, I have to unlock my commander round one by killing my only trade ship, that's the pits. That's like, I don't yeah. think that's a net gain at all. Well, and I will say this, um, indoctrination does come in handy with the idea of like, if I'm, if it's a draft setup uh -huh. and I can draft a slice that has a land bridge to my neighbor, right. I'm going to prefer that. I would, I would love to not have to send a trade ship yep. round one at all, um, if possible. So land bridge next to neighbor is good for, there, there's that reason that we get to maybe have a natural trade partner. Mm -hmm. um, there's the other reason of like, we're desperately going to want to uh, any uh, incidental uh, commodities that we pick up, maybe from industrial planets that we explore. Yep. We're definitely going to want all of those washed, uh, washed if at all possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you want a land bridge. You definitely don't want yeah. to not have any natural, easy neighbors. We'll talk a lot more about like slice composition stuff later. Let's get through strategy cards uh, yeah. we're we're gonna talk through kind of early game, but then these will these will be kind of game long. But the I think the thesis here that you've spelled out, Hunter, is the early game is bad, and scoring round one is maybe not in the cards. As with always, like you should try to focus on that when you can. But Yin may have some difficulty in that depending on uh, what comes up. I don't know. The two yeah. carriers means control objectives are generally at least slightly more in your favor uh, because you know you you can maybe expand to enough places to to get the stuff that you need or whatever uh but but yeah scoring round was going to be difficult but let's let's see what our focuses are on so leadership uh we've talked a lot about uh our sort of token problem so it sounds like we're a fan of leadership yeah tokens uh are good i mean yeah i i, I definitely like tokens and if we happen to make some money we could uh we could, in a situation where the sixth player chose uh, Diplomacy yeah. as the final strategy card picked, um, there could be an opportunity for us to do something like follow tech and follow warfare and follow Diplo yeah. to get, you know, technology, plastic, um, and, like, maybe even try to use that extra, you know, that's, we, we got one extra we put in strategy there, maybe we put another extra in tactics and we yep. send that destroyer to unlock the commander on round one. That's right. not a bad opening. Yeah. Now, yeah. do we score off that? I don't know, I mean, I guess not. Maybe yeah. we do. It's it's tough to imagine a situation where Yin is, is scoring round one and also maybe having a shot at custodians. Mm -hmm. And also it's hard to imagine a situation where Yin gets a shot at custodians. 
period. Basically. Yeah. That just doesn't really happen a lot. So that's right. kind of a bummer. Yeah, we're a slow faction. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about Diplo. You just said it's good if we can secondary it. But oh, uh, yeah. the theme of bad factions is sometimes Diplo gets put into play because I don't care if the good factions do well. I need to survive. Oh, yeah. I uh, We're desperate and we're bad <laughs> at custodians. So I would take the Diplo just for the cash. Yeah. Uh, even if that means I'm giving away custodians round one. What do I care? If it's not yep. me, I don't care. Somebody's yes, getting exactly. it. Exactly. Um, that's the, so that's the key that we should talk more about with Diplo in general yeah. is look, count out the custodians chances. If you are not in it at all, whatever, whatever, yeah. let them fight. Let them fight, I say. <laughs> Just do yeah. your Diplo and see where it goes, especially with these bad factions. So, okay. I'll totally, like, if, if Diplo means I get to tech and uh, build off warfare and score, yeah. I'm pleased as punch. Yes. That's a good outcome for Yin round one. That's yeah. totally fine by me. Yeah. Uh, so then politics, you already said earlier that, like, we are really focused on things like trade, so yeah. and we're not really a custodians faction, so it sounds like politics is lower than our standard faction feels. Honestly, this is a rare situation, but I would probably play take a Diplo before I would take politics. I absolutely wow. do not get the point of being first pick round two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, let's say, uh, I can cook something up, like, because the, the problem is we start with one yellow, yeah. um, so we are not going to get to Mechatol Rex with politics in our hand no um we we're, it's just not unless we can get grab drive before round two so n what's the situation that that's possible okay well i guess we're gonna unlock the commander and we have ghosts of creus in the game yeah <laughs> so there Whatever. we go i guess sure. that that's possible how fun um, was that <laughs> yeah so, so that's a bit Christmassy to me that situation will happen though of uh -huh. course i mean sure. somebody's gonna play as ghosts popular faction Maybe maybe it's gonna happen, and if it it's it's important to make sure that you can't get custodians, yeah, uh, before playing this way. But I'm gonna say I bet most of the time you're not really gonna get it, um, and like I don't know, it's it's just a rare situation where I, I feel like politics is is pretty bad round one for us um, yeah. because if you can't get custodians, then what? I'm just gonna get two action cards and be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, I actually um rifted i went through a grav rift to take custodians <laughs> round one as yen wow. and i did not regret that choice at <laughs> all even though i could have ruined my entire game off of it right because yen is you're coming in yeah playing a faction that's not great you should roll the dice buddy yes, you, roll need them. To, you need to find advantages where you where they weren't before so yeah, yeah. I, I i totally agree and i think politics remains politics is a thing you wouldn't mind having in later rounds but i don't know that you have the time to get them as we'll talk about later i mean other cards just maintain priority in you yeah. staying in the pack to even score objectives okay well we love diplo which means almost always that does not bode well for construction there is now i can't see a single argument for why we even care about structures outside of structure the, objectives the only yeah it's really just structure objectives if a structure objective flips in that first two Have then to. we will take construction yeah. um otherwise i would pass on it 100 percent for diplo like all of the time i, yeah. I just I, I don't and we're talking about in a six pick situation yeah um construction i don't know i guess if you're third pick and it's the only way for you to score which that would never be true huh so yeah no i it's I, not round one it doesn't make any sense basically ever except for just yeah. to get ahead that round i guess but i feel like right. there's better cards you could take and then you can probably still just like get construction next round i don't know you well, can also always yeah. just punt structure objectives longer and longer like th that can be your round four score if you try to stay on track that's not my favorite thing to have happen to me but whatever construction just sucks yeah. for them okay trade you already said is 
good and needed every round. So uh, sounds like round one is the same. Yeah, I love I love trade for yen. We need the money. Um, if we have a wormhole on our slice, it's even better. We get to trade with possibly more people. Yeah. Um, we got to have. I would love to get plastic. I would love to get tech. Um, I would love to already start building up an indoctrination bank of like yeah. potential future stuff. I would love to get ahead on command counters. Like we we we've got a lot of stuff to get done here, and trade is going to help. I took trade twice in the game where I won as Yin, and it felt so much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so money, yeah, money I, is everything for always. this faction because command counters are hard, and like literally your only advantages are in if you have the plastic to do anything with them, right? right. Like your boat, all of your abilities are, well, as long as you have the destroyer to devote, then you might gain some sort of small advantage. Mm -hmm. If you have mm -hmm. the ability to do the ground combat with the infantry that you built, then maybe you can indoctrinate to give yourself a slight advantage. But you, it all requires you to have already built plastic. Uh, and so... You just need money where you can get it. Money yeah. is like the most critical element to all of this. Honestly, uh, well, I just want to describe a really basic opening that I like. This this would be fine with me. If I took trade and then I, um, I basically, it, let's say I had even like one trade partner, yeah. my neighbor, and that's it. I still would be like pretty happy just being like, all right, I'm in my slice. I was able to tech a blue tech. Okay. Uh, I have some money. I uh, I you know went to the to the right and took some planets. I went straight ahead and took some planets. I I didn't even follow warfare. I just built at home and had some stuff. Yeah. I would be like, cool. This is a neat. This this is just fine yeah. as far as I'm concerned uh, for Yen. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Just have a standard expansion and survive yeah. round one can be sometimes yeah. all you ask for. Um, okay. Well, Hunter, you regularly don't like warfare. Uh, and in this case, you one could make the argument that two C4I means I can I can send one carrier out twice with warfare, go get extra slice. Is that is stretching thin going to be worth it here? I don't really get it um, because we so we start with two carriers and a destroyer, and I've already laid out in trading a meta that we have a reason to possibly get that destroyer dead. Yeah. Uh, very early. So I had a game where I ended up. Uh, doing exactly that and then round two started and I my this is how many capital ships I had I had two and they were both carriers and guess what that didn't feel good yeah um, and it sort of feels like if you play the warfare game I guess what I'm saying is if you play the warfare game as yin I hope it's because you have some sort of scheme to pick up custodians round one mm -hmm. before anybody else can so Diplo's been taken by another player right um, you have some way to get gravity drive um, and unlock your commander, or you just want to throw your ships through the rift yeah. and try and do it that way. Um, it's nice that we have a destroyer that and a reason to send it somewhere, so yeah. we can stall the fourth. Yeah, I, 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 what, I feel yeah. like the the very very rare instance in general where someone takes Diplo before warfare has been taken, which maybe it should become more common because we sort of has always advocated that like actually nobody should probably take warfare. <laughs> like you always want the secondary mm -hmm. over it. But in general, if Diplo gets picked before you, it the timing can get messy with like Diplo versus warfare versus tech. But I think warfare stock always goes up a little bit when Diplo gets picked, period. Yeah. Um, even yeah. if the you, you made the argument for custodians, I would say even without custodians, if Diplo is in the bag, I got a 4-4 home system. There's yeah. probably something I can do by just like 
building in my home after my first expand or whatever, right? Or, or, or yep. whatever. Like, there's some way I can make all the timings work out to where Warfare, even if it's not a move uh, into my slice twice, it's like a build at home and move that stuff out or whatever. I think there's value uh in, in warfare but uh, again how often do you see diplo pick before warfare not often uh, not often. okay no. technology is this weird thing then huh because we don't always love taking technology because our we described the commander problem although round one that's less of a consideration so what is going on round one with tech i mean i want to be clear i actually think taking tech is good it's just it's, fine it's, yeah in the context of talking about the commander and evaluating how good that component is, yes. I'll say, ugh, it sucks when you take tech and you don't get to use it. Right. However, we gotta have tech. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. tech we gotta have. We start with one and it's a yellow. We got some needs. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I mean, I would absolutely take tech round one. Um, I would probably take trade first, but tech round one sounds great. Uh, if, again, we keep mentioning, if Ghosts of Creus are in the game, then Gravity Drive is on the table for you as the first tech as long as you can unlock the commander. Yeah. So, do it. I yes. don't know. Just do it. Right. Sounds good. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's bad tech you can get to. Like, there's sometimes those situations where it's like, well, what are you even going to get round one, right? There are some factions where that's an argument, but I don't know. Yin, we're going to talk later, I guess, about, like, blue tech in general, like, just getting DET round one. It's going to probably by pay me. for itself throughout the yeah, rest of the I, game. I, so whatever. It's, There's, fine, it's, it's, it's not like going to change your round one, but it's you're going to be glad you did it uh, at some point, probably. So, yeah, I, I think there's there's some sort of value to it no matter what. Um, and then Imperial yeah, uh, round one, nah, we're not doing that. Um, however, you know, we are probably going to have to have Imperial at some point in the mid game in order to make up for you know, either not scoring round one or we just need our guac and we did not get custodians, which we're likely not going to get very often. So for the rest of the game, yeah, Imperial is going to need to be on our mind. And yeah. you better you better be sure that you're paying attention to whether this is your one and only opportunity yes. yeah, to yeah. take it. Uh, yeah, again, we are not a politics speaker control faction, which means we'll just jump on our Imperial opportunities. I yep. think you have to. Um, in my game... It was very convenient that I was ghosts and Mate Nason was Yin sitting to the right of me because Yin just got residuals of me playing politics game and handing speaker token to him basically. Right. Back right. you know, every other round. So and and Mate Nason took Imperial once or maybe even twice that game and it, it really put them into a decent position. So I mean that's like the best you can hope for is that right. you aren't playing speaker token game, but someone is playing speaker token beside you. Uh, I've definitely played yin games before codex three, but in general, as yin, I've played POK yin games where I'm on the other end of the table and speaker token shenanigans are happening over there. And I never get Imperial and I never get politics. You're not playing twilight Imperium in those games as yin. Right. you're not even playing. And that's true with the new leader suite too. Like you're, you're just, you're just out, and I don't know how you fix that problem uh, with with strategy cards alone. You gotta you gotta get more creative than that, I suppose. Um, yeah, you just gotta start playing space risk and just yeah. being like, I'm gonna riot until yeah. Yeah. I get my way or something. Yeah. I don't that's, know. Hey, yeah. that's what happened in our game with a player that wasn't even Yin. It wasn't even that horrible of a faction, but uh, Seven was just like, I gotta go to town on people because I need the I need things to change. The speaker <laughs> token just, needs to move. I just need right? the world to be different. So right. I'm punching you. Let's go. Uh yeah. okay. It's tech time. We have prefaced this with like, hey, guess what? It's gonna be blue stuff. Yep. But uh let's talk about I mean again, this commander's gonna play a role. So uh how does that blue tech chase sort of 
spell itself out. So I think the essential text to highlight for Yin, uh, it's, it's going to be very straightforward. Um, it's going to be um, Gravity Drive and Carrier 2. Yeah. With uh, probably DET or Anti-Mass getting us there. Um, but Gravity Drive and Carrier 2, I think, are the two texts that I think of, like, I would probably recommend any Yin player in basically every game. We already start with two carriers out, okay? Yeah. Um, and what we would like is be able to um, make cheap fleets that are not, uh, you know, not costing us too much money so that then our carriers can have, like, a good range yeah. to go, like, use our infantry to snipe various planets around the board. Um, but, yeah, we're not, we're not, like, a big hit faction, right. so... I don't really think Dread 2 is super great. I don't think it's horrible, but I don't think that it really makes that much sense. I think the strength in Yin is the idea of having these like kind of cheap, large fleets. Yeah. Um, and also just the, the, the great thing about Carrier 2 is it gives us a lot of versatility for like where we strike with our infantry, um, which I, I think is important. And obviously, yeah. Grav Drive also factors into that because you know Carrier 2 plus Grav Drive, we're talking three movement. Um, and we need to be able to just kind of shift right. um, our dudes on the ground as quickly as possible. Right. I would rather be in the blue tech tree, too. Like, we we just spelled out, like, it's actually quite easy to get a three-movement carrier. And that is a better snipe than Cruiser 2, right? We're not getting right. Cruiser 2 any faster. The only time we make arguments for Cruiser 2 for factions is, like, well, can you get it, like, round one or whatever? Like, yeah. can you get a very, very fast Cruiser 2? If not, and because we have this ability to skip around... Yin probably just as often gets Carrier 2 with Gravity Drive as fast as they would have gotten Cruiser 2. You're right. not doing either thing any faster, and at least the Carrier 2 gets to bring some fighters with it for, like, added support, right? That is significantly yeah. better than any sort of ideas of Cruiser 2 sniping. So I'm, I will put the... Uh, I will throw the Cruiser 2 idea out. Someone will probably yeah. disagree. There are people that just love Cruiser 2 out there, and that's fine, but I, I think you'll see if you play with Carrier 2 more... It's the same. It's actually just the same for Yin. You can just get Carrier 2 faster. And yeah. you're in a tree you would rather be in for the late game. Uh, whereas Cruiser 2, you've made no progress in, like, important in late game. Yeah, yeah. In, in important late game techs. So. Um, before we get to supplemental tech, um, I do want to say, just for the record, I know there's a lot of DET haters out there these days that call it Dark Energy Trap. <laughs> um, I can see that as a possibility. Um, what I like about it for Yin is it's kind of a gambler's tech. And I feel like if we are playing as Yin, we're probably going to be thinking things like, you know what? Let's just see if we need to draw something. Let's yeah. just see. Let's get well, something out of this. And I, I'll throw it out, too, for Yin, because Codex 3 made Frontier deck better. Yeah. And all of the additions are specifically better for Yin, because everything that was added was either a relic, which is of questionable eh. value, uh -huh. but could do something for Yin. Maybe, probably not. Honestly, that's probably the worst of the things. Everything else is like gain two command counters. Uh, yes, please. Uh, get my command yeah. counter back and make some money. The thing we keep talking about desperately wanting one, two, or maybe even three trade goods. All of that is good. All of that is value that you're going to get. There's like four things Yin doesn't want out of the frontier deck. And that's about right. it. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just think like gamble away, you know, um, it's, it's, you may as well gamble because you're playing as Yen. Yep. Um, let's talk about supplemental tech. Uh, tech outside of this path that, you know, might alter things in a specific way. Yeah. I'm actually going to bring up fleet logistics, which I feel like I haven't talked about on the show for a long time. Um, I think it's good for Yen because we're talking about 
a they're sort of like a Mechatol Rex faction yeah. that isn't good at Mechatol Rex in any discernible way. Right. However, because we didn't get get custodians, we're gonna want Imperial. Uh, Imperial goes quite nicely with fleet logistics because we can take Mechatol Rex and then flip it. Yeah, and you can use your action. hero to do that. You can use you your could. hero, send you in three influence, convert one, to, or you know, convert yeah. do an indoctrinate into a mech. Like you can make an expensive land grab on Mechatol, and unless it's like Arborak parked there, you probably can steal it. I mean, yeah. I, I, these days, half the factions that park on Mechatol park in the space. There's not that many factions anymore that make the ground combat a problem. It's like right. Winu, Arborek, sometimes Soul, maybe, but things like Sar, Muat. There's all these factions where they take it in space, and you have an you actually have an answer to that. So fleet logistics can be made for a major play for you that people can't really do anything about. Yep. So you can set up for that. You can see the writing on the wall, depending on the factions in the game, and know if that's going to be an opportunity. And I think that makes fleet logistics go way, way, way up in your camp. If if yep. either if any of those factions are in the game, fleet logistics is probably going to be worth it. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I, I think it just makes a lot of sense. Um, light wave uh, is probably always going to be on the table. Yeah. Um, light wave is the most useful late game tech. Um, of all time, somebody else is going to have it. So even if for some reason you don't quite have the blue tech to get to it, um, you're still probably going to be able to get it if you've unlocked the commander. So that's good. Um, and we're also, you know, a lot of times we're not worried about getting to light wave super fast. So it's not as much of a concern as like trying to get gravity drive by round two might be. Right. Um, sling relay is pretty popular and it's pretty cool to sling relay out the huge van. Sure. However, you're slinging it, and then most of the time the van doesn't really need exactly. to go anywhere. Yeah, it's not so, a value yeah. that I needed because it's not like the Ghost's flagship or Isaro flagship where you like sling relay it and then it yeah. goes somewhere crazy. It's just like just a it's just a defensive thing that was going to sit there anyways. So did I really need to save myself a command counter? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. You want to save a command counter, but eh, not always. I like the stall aspect of it. Um, if for some reason you're super filthy rich, uh, Yin, which I don't <laughs> think that exists, it's cool that maybe you could use the van twice in uh, one round. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, bio stims could be useful if you have a um a a slice that is really set up for it. You have a bunch of tech skip planets that you can yeah. flip back over. You could also bio stim sling for more stall action. The worst I'm part not sure. to any of that though is. We have Sarween tools. Sling Relay is not taking advantage of Sarween tools. Not that we have to. We don't have to care about that. But also, we get our care. We start with two carriers on the board. We probably build them pretty. F the other two pretty fast. We just like are building destroyers and and fighters the rest of the game. Like right. Sling Relay is not getting us anything particularly like game changing for our set. Again, we yeah. don't. If if you did go Dread two. I would bring sling relay up in my in my boat, you know, just like I, okay, that's probably a little bit better now because I can sling my dreads out. But we're generally not going dread two, which means what am I slinging out? Just I mean, I'm just using it as a, as a stall, which has the value it has. I mean, so let's talk about dread two a little bit. Okay. I don't think it's like a horrible no horrible thing for Yin to have it. I just prioritize the carriers, mm -hmm. and most of the time, if I'm playing as Yin, I'm going to assume that I, I sort of need to spend my money really wisely. Yeah. Um, especially in the late game. So like a lot of the games, my fleet composition would look sort of like this. It would be like a carrier two or maybe two carrier twos. 
bunch of fighters and a mixture of infantry, maybe a mech in there, and then like one unupgraded dread that I would use the gravity drive on. That's like I feel like what a good uh-huh. Yin fleet could look like. Yeah. Um, but there's another world where you don't lean in to destroy your business at all. You don't lean into smaller fleets, and in fact, you're just kind of slowly building up a dread fleet with the carrier to complement. Yeah. Um, what I don't like about it is that I think fleet logistics is more interesting. I think light wave is probably going to be more important. That's what a destroyer yeah. two is better than a lot of the rest of the text that we're going to talk about. So it's yeah. worth mentioning here. I think that it's it's not the worst thing in the world. I think destroyer two is also a pretty interesting tech. Um, destroyer twos are going to hit a bunch of fighters on the front end with AFB, yep. and then on the back end we can devotion them, which I think right. is kind of neat. Right. Um, they'll, they'll do actually the most damage of anything in your arsenal, realistically. Even though you yeah. got to kill them, they'll do a lot of damage if that's what you need. If damage is what you're after, Destroyer 2 is probably the best bang for your buck. They but will absolutely do red. more damage than a Cruiser 2 would. Oh, it's kind sure. of the end point there, yeah. I think, of the Cruiser 2 debate. Um, unless for some reason we're just talking like a no fighters run for yeah. the other players, which is ridiculous. But I, I do think Destroyer 2 is off the table unless somebody else researched it. Like, I, we don't have time to go down red generally speaking i mean a, maybe like explicitly I, going ai dev but i would argue it's somewhat rare we have time to even do ai dev i think there's so many other blue techs i want and, and i don't know i i think i'm the yin games i've seen they are so shallow on tech that like you're not sure. getting a, a surplus anyways so i don't know that ai dev makes a whole lot of sense generally speaking if um if we're able to pick up carrier two without using ai dev at least the round we we research AI dev, we might already have an upgrade, so it's getting us a little bit of money back mm -hmm. um, for whenever we uh, build units that round. Yeah, um, that's about the best thing I can say about it. It would, yeah, it would be magnificent if we could just get Destroyer Two via the commander. But a lot of times you can't really expect yeah. people to pick that one up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, it'll it'll be it'll be in the mix. Um, Fighter Two is going to always be available because if we unlock the commander, we get a green skip and we're definitely recommending you go blue. So it's a possible thing. Yeah. I like carrier two more, um, but it's kind of cool that our fighters are going to hit a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So like that's not nothing if we're going very fighter heavy. Yeah. Um, so it, to me, it's kind of a debate and kind of has to do with like who your opponents are whether you should do this or like a dread two as like a supplemental unit yeah. upgrade. Well, and I will also come back around to the idea that we talked about the not very effective yin destroyer gum. And mm -hmm. although the agent, you only use it once per round, yep. but the agent isn't alone in some of the gimmicks yin can do. If you have fighter two at your disposal, you can do half the gimmicks anyways, but the idea that like you kill stuff, spawn fighters anyways that comes up a number of times it's the kind of ghosts of creus value of fighter twos right it's like well you kind of spawn a couple more fighters than the normal person so i don't know fighter two seems pretty good and that argument's not always going to hold water but it's worth keeping an eye out for because sometimes there may actually be a tiny bit of value and if it's one of those games where you did det and got two enigmatic devices like okay, Fighter 2 is probably just worth going. I, I, it's a, that's why it's supplemental here is I do think it can come up where it's like, you know what, I'm going to attack, I'm going to attach this to my final round suite of tech because it's maybe going to help protect my final round. I think what I don't like about the Fighter 2 is gum thing for Yin is that we're actually just not very good at gumming anyways. Yeah. That's because 
of the the kind of influence heavy needs that yeah. yin has so i haven't played a lot of yin games where i am so far ahead on command counters that i'm even getting in the good like gumming stuff yeah. and if if i am in a situation where i can gum it's hard to decide between a destroyer that mm -hmm. can later get used and like you know folded back into a fleet in order to get a devotion hit in and a fighter two sitting out there by itself yeah. um i just think it's tough because destroyer ones still have like a place in a yin fleet right because of devotion yeah. Um, and well, I definitely don't want to forget or pass on those abilities. Right. That's where Fighter 2 makes sense to me, though, is what, what, what I'm arguing is Fighter 2 makes your Destroyer gum at least mildly better because people are worried about coming in, you devoting their stuff, and then still turning those devoted Destroyers into two fighters that maintain the gum after you've stopped the fight. That was sort of our problem That's with Destroyer gum. Because we're, 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 we're talking yeah. about a situation where there's going to be no capacity left over. And I'm yes. talking about an actual fight in the yeah, late game. It's true. Where capacity yeah. isn't really going to be the right. concern. Um, what about some of our like traditional big time levy, uh, heavy late game texts that you don't see every game, but like, you know, your, your assault cannons, your integrated economies. How do we feel about that stuff? Yeah. So assault cannon, uh, it's, I mean, I think it's great, actually. I, th I think it could be super useful. I never got to use it because I was never in a situation where somebody else had researched it. Yep. Um, because, you know, even though it's more popular than it used to be, it's still not the most popular tech. Yeah. Um, and so I would only ever pick it up if I could get it via the commander. So right. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, you're going to have situations where maybe it helps you a little bit. Uh, but most of the time, you're just it's not really going to be up to you whether you can get that one or not. Yep. Okay. Now I got to talk about this last one that people are really obsessed with talking about. Uh, it's integrated economy. People really like it. People really like the idea of it. I've never it seen it. I don't understand hero. why people like it in any context. I have not yet seen a single person actually. We we had a game where a player had integrated economy and uh, it, it did okay. And then after the game, we found out they were not supposed to have integrate like they they cheated <laughs> they cheated oh, in, in their use of great. integrated economy so that was the the best case scenario i've ever seen for integrated economy they weren't supposed to have it or the money or something i forget what the yeah. context was but it was like oops we completely screwed that up and nobody caught it right so so the the reason people like it for yin is because the new hero makes it so that you could use integrated economy when you take each of the planets so so in you're you're using this hero you're you're taking a planet over here and you're building. You're taking a planet over here and you're building. And you're taking a planet over here and you're building. By the way, you're not producing, so Sarween's out the window yep. for that. Um, so we just this is some sort of very rich yin where we can build a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, it's it's there. If you're playing a game with Joel Nar, you might be able to research it. Yeehaw. And if you are rich, yep. you might be able to make something work off this. There, I said it. Like that's that's all I got. For Are you it. happy? I, integrated I, stands. We we brought yeah, it up for you. Let me tell you something. Integrated economy is not useful in the late game. Like you never really take enough planets to have it make sense in the late game, anyways. Yeah. yeah. So this is at least a situation where we're imagining taking like three planets and having that many opportunities. So yeah, I want you to have the money if you're going to do it. I never got to do it, uh, but there you go. Yeah. It's it's been said. Yeehaw.
Uh, we talked a lot about the faction tech earlier. Is there any other talk uh, tech to talk no, about? No, I'm done talking about the done. faction tech. They suck. All uh, right. And if you want yeah. to send me some yin spinner errata, I welcome it. Yeah. Go ahead. Make your sure. argument. I don't get it. I yeah. just don't think it's that helpful for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did. You had a note in here that I don't think we talked about that you actually did Space Dock 2 one time and it seemed okay, actually. Yes. <laughs> I liked Space Dock 2 for yin because I liked... Um, the essentially being able to okay so so here's the thing here's actually i'm so excited about this here's why space dock 2 for yin is actually pretty good because yin is a faction that's just nickel and diming the whole time they're just looking at all their money being like oh my god i need to save all of my money so in case i can like use my abilities or whatever and one of the main reasons that i end up building dreads in games is because my production limit mm -hmm. gets hit and i'm like i i just I need to build one more ship and I got more money. Yeah. So I guess I'll pop a dread in there. Right. If you got Space Dock 2, you can just say Carrier 2, a million fighters, yeah. and a couple destroyers and be like, yeah, actually, I ended up building enough to where I'm satisfied yeah. with that build because I had Space Dock 2. I won, the game I won, I had Space Dock 2. And let me tell you, being able to plop down eight infantry on my home system in the late game did have an impact. Yeah. All right. That's fair. So. Uh was it yeah. a two unit upgrades situation as well, or did you just nope. off book? I you literally, got space dock two. I wow. just got it. I just got space dock two. How I was cute. just feeling like that. How? Yeah. What a special boy you are. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's get away from tech because that we talked about blue tech for a long time, and yeah. it's just still the same blue tech arguments. How about uh, exploration? Uh, because we start with Starween, which means we're not like having the Starween scan link debate, but we did talk about DET. So how does that all sort of equal out for us? I, I don't think we should do... I don't think we have time to do scan link. I, mm -hmm. I just feel like it's like... I, I, I just We don't need another yellow. We're not going for impulse core. And if we are getting another yellow, yeah. it should probably be transit. We didn't really talk about transit, but like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. You can imagine why it would be good. Yeah. It's not going to be amazing every time. It's really only great if you have Mechatol Rex, and that's not really a given for Yin anyways. And I'm also not even convinced that Yin should be trying to hold on to Mechatol Rex. Right. That might be kind of like... A facetious thing. We used to say stuff like that. We used yeah. to say like, oh, Yin should take Mechatol Rex and everyone will be scared. Yeah. It's like, who's scared now? You just yeah. like send in some dreads with bombardment and then only mechs down and right. you're done. You L1 sneezes Yin off of Mechatol Rex. No so. one is scared of you on <laughs> Mechatol Rex. So transit is not going to make a huge difference there, but it is kind of cool to like move the stuff around in yeah. fun ways. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, that's all I really got to say. Yeah, we talked about DET already too, so I, I I think that's your argument. Is it's more of a space a space exploration game? Yeah, if even yeah. that. If okay. even that. Well, let's let's figure out how we win this ding dang game as this faction. Okay. Do we? Do we do it? Can <laughs> we win? Uh, you did it once. Sounds like we can win. What's the secret sauce? Well, Hunter? okay. Let me clarify <laughs> something about my win. I I I went through the gravity rift in order to get custodians Ugh. all right that's that's a guac i was able to convince that was a bonus point thank you i was able to convince <laughs> my neighbor to support swap with me after the table had been like you know that yin guy is just gonna betray you after you support swap and he was like you know i'm gonna do it because again i tried to make this special buddy relationship work mm. so he still did the support swap with me after the the table had called it out that's another bonus point and by the way, I did betray him, so he shouldn't have done that, I guess, ultimately, because I'm a bad person. Um, when I play Yin, I am, and I'll never do it again. All right. Third bonus point. I, I used DET one time in this game, and I got the relic draw, and it was shard. 
So that's the kind of luck so just I win. needed just win to like win. That. Yeah. Okay. Three Easy. bonus points. Okay. One off a grav rift roll and one off pulling shard out of like the deck when it had like eight or nine yeah. relics in it. You Luckily, weren't even NRA trying. was in the game, so it was a little bit. It had been gone yeah, through yeah. a little. Okay. All right. So we're just like, yeah, we're, that's the kind of luck I needed. Okay. We're bad at like basically every kind of objective when compared to like other factions, with the exception of like the hero kind of lets us score some control objectives. Sort of. That's nice. Sometimes. It's sort of. If we <laughs> if we play all our cards right, yeah, we can do that. Let me. Uh, here's here's my example of this. Uh, our stage two that came up. We're like, okay, what's what's gonna happen? Yin is sort of in this game. A control objective would be a huge deal for Yin, and it was eleven planets outside of home, and Yin had like three. Like, yeah. Guess what? It's not always a a, a home run for the control objectives yeah. for Yin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say this: like for the first time, I want to just talk a little bit about draft type yeah. stuff. Sure. Really, with them. I think it's relevant here. Yeah, I think like because I mean, we just need like a specific. Slice <laughs> for this. Um, if you're building the map or or doing a draft, I think you should get slices that just have like a high number of planets of the same type. Yeah. You should basically from the beginning be like, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna win this game anyways. Uh, let's just hope and pray that like um, the the stage two version of Corner of the Market have six planets of the same type. Let's right. just pray that comes out. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. let's let's play the game a little bit like that. <laughs> um because then you know every once in a while it's gonna flip your way uh -huh. and then you're gonna go you're gonna win yeah um so yeah i would say lean against slices that have a high number of the planets of the same type and and if we got a choice of what types sure i think it's all about industrial yeah or yen because we might get random uh little bits of gold off yep. the old uh off the old commodity uh flip yeah or industrial also we might get more attachments which is going to help us with more control objectives. We right. would love to have a lot of attachments in our slice so that yeah. we can hero well, to get even more if the stage two of right. the attachment objective comes out. I'll specifically note industrial deck is weird because it actually has less total attachments than the other two decks. Yeah, I know. But those attachments are also tech skips, which is then another. Yeah. You, you are increasing the number of objectives you might qualify for, even if it's like slightly... This is... So such a piddly little point, regardless. It's too, it, well, it's fine, <laughs> but it's no, what no, you're no. hoping it's, for. That's where we're at, Matt. <laughs> yeah, we're, exactly. we're talking about yen. All right. Yeah, we're talking about yen. We got to talk about the the random little possible yeah. chances yeah. for you to have a good day. Right. Um. But yeah. So I mean, hero, it's good. Uh, if you use it, hopefully you're gonna use it at a point where you're not easily countered by you know mechs or bombardment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mahat basically sucks. Uh, against like if you are playing in a game with Mahawked, I don't know like be really nice to them yeah give them your support for the throne I don't know what you do about Mahawked. Mahawked yeah. is just like a really good win slay faction in yeah. general but it seems like can especially just destroy your game here's what you do if you are in a multi-draft type situation where there's more factions than people are going to pick if Mahawked is in there and yin is in there you cannot pick yin that's that's right. what it is mahawk right. is a hard i'm gonna say it. i think it's i think it's that bold mahawk is a hard counter to yin and they yeah. will make your game unwinnable you have very very few bonuses and mahawk negates every single one of your bonuses let's 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 go down the line first yeah. of all um they're they're super capable of 
uh, moving around the map in the late game yep. with their commander in such a way as to where your hero can just be canceled out right. completely. Oh, right. I took all these planets, and Mahawk is like, well, I... I'm going to unactivate this fleet. I'm going to move them over here. I'm going to unactivate that fleet. going to move them over there. Yep. Uh, we've got the hero, which basically makes it so that the Yin flagship, the huge van, yep. now just belongs to Mahawk. Exactly. And they can do what they want with what it. What a travesty. Yeah. That's like your best thing in the kit, too, still. Like, we talked about yep. all those other things, and earlier we said the flagship is, like, the best thing we've described so far. Uh, that continued to be true, actually. All of the leaders are yeah. fine, but the flagship is actually our best resource, and Mahawk will just steal it from you and shove it into whatever they want to do with it. It is it is awful. It's truly awful. So, yeah, yeah it's, it is just not worth them having that stuff. Also, Mahawk comes and attacks you and gets your commander for free, and, uh... That's not great, right? Yeah, you no, just give, there's a target on your back for Mahawk to just like start going crazy with tech as well, and you've made Mahawk even better, a faction that is arguably pretty good if they can get their tech online. If not, right. an excellent faction when they get their tech online. I can't wait to come back to Mahawk. I feel yeah. like I, I've, I've watched so many people play Mahawk now that I feel yeah. like I understand you it so come, much better. You, you can do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's, let's uh, speaker control. We should probably talk about that a little bit. Let's sure. talk about speaker control. So can you do it? Uh, most of the time, no. Yeah. So don't stress about it, I guess. Yeah, don't worry about Hope it. Hope that I, maybe it falls your way. I I would not, as Yin, like be like, hmm, I, I guess I could take politics and then not score this round, but like nope. have the speaker. No, nope. don't do that. Just yeah. don't do that. If you can't score, if you're not staying on track, uh, then just don't worry about speaker control. Yeah. Just don't. You're not going to get it. Um, it's just not an option for you. You're you're playing too you, bad you, of a faction. I give you permission yeah. to let politics go fly past you. Yeah, because you just got other stuff to I, do. I would I'm argue sorry. play for round six. I mean, already like if you can see that you're going to be in the very last of the pack or whatever, you need to play to where we're all going to be on an even keel. The idea behind the speaker control is in round five, speaker order is like the biggest deal. In round six, things get really chaotic. And so you might just be aiming for that period. Yeah, I would I would love to just take trade as much as possible and essentially just try and point block and annoy yeah. the other players. Right. Um, but somehow not enough to where they absolutely want to annihilate you. Right. So that's a that's a tough one uh, yeah. to walk. So I guess what does it look like if we're winning? Uh, I guess it would look like we have a good economy. Um, we're able to make the most of our meager faction abilities. Yeah. We're building cheap units. We're basically operating as if it's a fire sale and everything must go as far as trade. Yep. We're just wheeling and dealing. And somehow with a little bit of luck, we end up in that we are going to get to 10 points part. And that, I would say, if we can count to 10 and we're going to get there first, is kind of the only time Yin is pretty cool. Yeah. Because if you can, if you can do the math and get to 10, then you just build the huge van at home and a giant stack of infantry and you just ask them to try and get in there. Yeah. And if Mahawk isn't one of the other players, then that's a pretty that's pretty probably good. Works. That'll, yeah. that'll probably work. Right. They can hold on when they have the 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 tools in the kit, but but without it, they're they just fall apart. So yeah, I I, I agree that it's just like you need you need luck on your side, which means you need time to make luck, and you need yeah. you you do. And again, all of this comes back to the idea. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes yeah. you. Nobody likes trading with you anyways. So guess what? When Yin is in the game, my new goal is to turn 
uh, boat floating off. <laughs> Basically, I think Yin has to sort of find a way to coerce the rest of the table into also destroying each other's chances, and you have to make it a more space-risky game, because that's the only way you can hold out long enough to maybe make yourself relevant. You gotta just, like have enough bad things happening to other players that maybe the good thing happens to you eventually. I I, yep. I feel like you're just trying to stall the game out as Yin, which uh, sometimes sucks, but I, I think that's the, the game you're playing is, is as a spoiler, because you might find it very hard to get any favors your way, and if everybody else is just benefiting off of favors and you never get one, yeah, you're definitely going to lose, which means you need to spoil other people's favors. Yeah. Um, okay. So not to end on a bad note, let's end on a good note. Yeah. Um, I've got two pieces of pre errata that I could not find a great place for because I liked the points and didn't necessarily want to put them with the components. So yeah. we're going to close out on other people's ideas real Yay. quick. Yeah, I think that sounds like a fun way to do it. So this first one is from Baldrick. I think the new Yin agent is sneakily pretty great. It turns a 1v1 ground combat from a 40% chance of victory to a 95% chance of victory. That's assuming you end up having to use it. It even gives you a very good chance of winning a 1v2. Mm -hmm. That gives you a ton of flexibility in planning out attacks and means you don't actually need to spend for indoctrination a lot of the time. I yeah. love that point yeah. because any getting around indoctrination we can do is pretty good, actually. <laughs> what a sad state of effort. The more we can try to not use our abilities, the better. Oh, good. They're expensive. They cost too much, man. They just cost too much. Um, okay, Baldrick continues. But even more importantly, makes it much harder for people to defend against you. With the agent and indoctrination, Yin is favored to win a 1v4 combat. With the agent and, and indoctrination and the mech deploy, Yin is favored to win a 1v5. That's almost impossible to plan against. I, I, this, this is, this is kind of that, this is good thinking, but this is also kind of like without win resistance type thinking, yes, I would say. Sure. Aldrich, everything you're saying is entirely true, except for the abilities that are going to kind of bypass the importance of this, like bombardment, yep. um, is a huge one, uh, just sending mechs and canceling it. Obviously the agent will still work, uh, with, uh, actually both bombardment and, yeah. uh, mechs only, but the when we started talking about one v fours and and comboing all these things, I don't see that. Yeah. The agent as a as a thing to just use, yeah, it's good. It's, it's not bad. And here's how I would reinterpret Baldrick's point, which is uh, this idea that um, everybody can't defend against you everywhere. Right. And so again, my point is that Yin, I do not think has time to play overly boat floaty. I just don't think it works. I think everybody outpaces you economically, which means instead, even though it may not and probably won't work out, I think you improve your chances greater by being aggressive in the like round three situation. I, I, yeah. it, could, it could completely throw your game aside and ruin your chances, but I think you're rolling those dice and hoping they come out good and you're you're taking these sorts of bets instead of just like i hope i passively luck into the right stage two or whatever i think this is a more active way to just try and maybe even have more fun with it too of just like well i mean yeah maybe it completely fails but at least i i took matters into my own hands and and i think going for way more like planet snipes um seven in our game was not playing as yin but we saw a philosophy sort of pay off which is just like Sometimes, if you have extra command tokens, just getting more planets and more stuff 
can mm-hmm. lead to something like you're just trying to push the game longer you're hurting people that need to be hurt you're collecting more and more and more stuff so that you look scarier and scarier but people can't do as many things about you sometimes that pays off it won't always but i I gotta say i i I strongly don't think that yin is primed for that though um this agent is once per round it is it's once indoctrination is expensive i i I don't well that's why i'm not i'm not i'm trying to not talk too much about indoctrination here but i think that once per round snatching up a planet with like pretty good odds in your favor has some value finding out how to make that equal points is another thing entirely but i do think as a yin player making that something you're keeping an eye out for should be a focus because keeping an eye out for the boat floaty stuff i don't think is gonna turn out for you as often i think making sure you look for snipables is maybe gonna every once in a while come up i'm less interested in in that and more interested in selling the agent how how do we work this agent in order to sell it as many times as possible we haven't way more interested in that we have not talked enough about the idea that that agent does not have to be I, I people planning had, against you. It is very sure. hard for everybody to plan against the idea that at any point anybody could gain two infantry in the combat they were planning to do. And and so Yin also needs to be very willing to do non-binding deals with using the agent. And yeah, maybe you just never use the agent for yourself. It's just hard because any any sellable in the game that is structured around combat. Yeah is just there's just not a lot of combat in twilight imperium right. so it's like it's hard for us to say oh well just trade it a whole bunch right um you might get in a situation where there's a lot more combat than usual in which case you're probably going to have a better time with with that um but yeah i don't know i think i i would love to talk about the agent more um but mostly i just want to see it in action more and yeah. see what becomes uh common common use cases for it right um all right we've got one more piece of errata a uh, pre-errata um and please errata the heck out of this whole thing uh, oh, just yeah. give me give me your takes give me uh what you disagreed with what you liked whatever i'm begging but, i'm begging for a yin expert <laughs> i don't think yeah. anybody likes this faction enough to be a a yin Play expert em. anymore yeah. so i'm i'm crying for that ultimate reddit bgg post yin guide thing uh, i don't know when that could ever exist maybe after right. impulse core gets fixed <laughs> yeah um yeah maybe after that so this last note actually also sort of has to do with uh, with Mylor, but I just think it's really funny, uh, and it's a good clarification. So Kay Ruthless um, writes in to say uh, that Brother Mylor can do fun stuff, like send the huge van into a fleet, go boom, and then use Brother Mylor for two fighters in order to technically win that combat. Yes. So now, and that doesn't have to do with fighter twos either. It's true of fighter ones as well. If you Brother Mylor, the last um ship yeah that's destroyed in a combat and then you plop down two fighters that instantly die to capacity that still counts as a win for yin so it you is. can use the huge van to win secret objective combats that is insane actually we like we yeah, we, we should have made that we should have made that like a focus of the episode i i think it should stay because that's the only way now the yin flagship becomes it. We talked earlier about how it's not an active participant in gaining in gaining stuff, but now it is. Brother Mylor makes the yin flagship relevant in these small little things. Yeah, you, well, you, I mean, come on, don't get too excited about no, it. It's a but possibility, but it's, it's a not. possibility. I, it's I'll take a possibility over that thing just never leaving your home system, and maybe I get to ten passively. I I, I love the opportunity to at least try something. 
Yeah, what's, what sucks is what? So there's, uh, it will help you score Spark. This would help you score every combat objective that is actually space combat, except which for is unveil how many flagship. that we're talking about. Because demonstrate, five, it won't help you do. Um, right. Uh, Brave the void, it would help, and darken if. But in those cases, you have to get the huge van to where it needs to go. Anyways, it's sure. still a lot to answer. Uh, it'll whenever we see somebody do that, it'll be really cool, and we'll yell into the Yay. microphone. Um, but uh, I predict we'll see that uh, maybe once every one hundred thousand games. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Carrie Ruthless. I I like the point, and I'm gonna. No, no, try, it's a great I'm gonna point. Do it. No, yeah. I. I live. You, for I know stuff you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank our weird bears: Big Al Cappuccino, Anvilier, Squeamish, Emu, Brassbird, Brian, Kalu, and Holio to Penguin, Kraken, Dark Jutsu, Goondock, Carnal, Necrodice, Twice, Totally Calculating Poet, Kindred Spirit, Lord Raddington, Bagels, Emlashevsky, Sunvax, Absolute Ricky, M44, Rorwise, and Wecker. <gasps> and I want to thank Mama's lovely larva. My son is also named Borton. Nerf Circtology is what it is. Frank G. Recca, Jadim Jedi, Uncle Batty, Savant, and Teddy's Jam for you. Hey, uh, Homebrewers Guild, I failed you. I'm sorry. Oh dear. Uh, I'm sorry. This week got. Uh, busier than I expected it to, and I'm sorry we didn't have a game. So it's going to be after Gen Con now, and that sucks, and that's lame, but my promise to you is that when the tournament is over and Gen Con is over, the schedule opens up quite a bit, and I have, I choose, I choose you, Homebrewers Guild. I choose you as my next kind of focus as your champion so what i want to do is double up for a little bit uh there's been a lot of months where we it was like two or even three months where we did a single homebrewers guild i'm gonna try to do like a few uh, in a month so get get ready homebrewers guild it's time to start iterating on our ideas yeah Uh, yeah and galactic council will have a poll next week next next time Next time you'll get your Galactic Council poll. Sorry, we we scooted the Galactic Council episode up earlier than it usually happens so that I could have more time to write this perfect yin guide. We did it. That was perfect. Yay. It was Uh, literally perfect. It was so perfect. It was so perfect that you should rate it five stars on your podcast app of choice. And you can also go to our website for more information about our Patreon, Twitter, Discord, merch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You should, hey, hey, please contribute to the show. That would uh, make us, uh, it makes the whole show easier to do. And it means uh, our tournament is wrapping up now. And the big thing Hunter and I have been very anxious for after the tournament is getting a lot more free time to try new projects. There's a lot of things we would really like to do. Mm-hmm. And your contribution makes those things possible because not only does this show support Hunter and I at this point, uh, your support of us lets us do bigger, weirder ideas that we would very much like to do. Uh, we're getting back into like going to events and stuff. And those things are very cool to do and uh, are only doable through your support. So please consider uh, hanging out and being a part of our Patreon. It, it helps a lot. All right. We got a we got a we got one. play of the week. We sure do. We have a play of the yeah. week here. Uh, this one is from Whisper, and you can send us your plays of the week or this Imperium Life to spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. Put this Imperium Life or play of the week in in the subject and send us your plays. Here's one. Here's one now. Ready? Here it comes. I was L1Z1X at seven points. I had two action phase secrets: betray a friend and destroy their greatest ship. I had Mentax, promise of protection, so they couldn't pillage me, but they had my support, so I could not support swap. Uh, so it's just a one-way support. Ooh, that's that's rough. Uh, but Mentax can't attack you back. That's kind of fun. Okay. Sar is at nine and poised to win next turn with Imperial. Ooh. Mentac had taken Mechatol with a war son, and Winu was pissed. They offered their support to anyone 
who took Mechatorex from Mentec. Ooh, you love it when those kind of deals are on the table. Just yeah, like yeah. a support for, for action. Uh, so I used my L1 hero to move my flagship four dreads some fighters, mechs, etc., next to Mechatol Rex. Then I used fleet logistics to attack Mechatol Rex. Uh, I killed the War Sun, scored destroy their greatest ship, and then I started to take Mechatol Rex. Uh, shout out to Harrow. Uh, Winu did, in fact, give the support for the own, taking me to nine. I then scored betray a friend for the tenth point on the ground combat. Wow. Sar was pissed. Called it kingmaking, declared they were still claiming victory for their own purposes of winning with Sar, so they never have to play Sar again. I think this is a play of the week for the Sar player being able to put themselves past Sar and decide to never have to do it again. Listen, yeah. nobody has to play Sar. None of you have to do it. It's not actually a very fun faction to play, I would uh, I would argue. Um, just being mean to all your friends, never great. And then all they do is root against you. It's not my favorite way to play Twilight Imperium. So good job, Whisper, on the win, and good job, Sar player, on the win. The moral yeah victory <laughs> on walking out finally of that of just getting over it that's I, I think it's important to do that yeah very important um very excited for the the finals yes. this weekend gotta check it out yep, on uh, yep, july yep. 30th uh at 1300 utc we're gonna be there it's gonna be me it's gonna be you it's gonna be ej yep we're gonna just be you know farting around do, doing what we normally do we're gonna watch a uh 14 hour game oh my god twilight imperium it's gonna be very gonna be so long uh but i'm Check very excited out the, for the, it. the faction pool the slices yes. it's gonna be very exciting we got hot action coming at you that we've definitely fully prepared and are very ready for yes we're very ready and don't have a mountain of work that we still need to do <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>